0: most practice managers i know are swamped with work firefighting long hours and stress are a constant thing in this leadership in practice podcast i'll tell you how the solution to this problem is making others more capable and how you can do this using a model called deep it's a simple effective way to get you out of your swamp so let's get started Are you providing the leadership in your practice? Maybe you found out what a complicated and difficult role this can be. I'm Gary Hughes and this is the Leadership in Practice podcast, where I'll be helping you manage some of the challenges all leaders face. I'll be giving you ideas and tools and helping you understand how you can be a better leader of your practice. I can still remember the occasion a few years ago a fellow practice manager visited me at the practice and was telling me how she was absolutely swamped she was just overloaded with work and people knocking on her door and she said to me what she was going to do was she was going to close her door so nobody could get to her and I went away and thought about that and I thought that's not going to be the answer closing the door is not going to help her but I did understand how she was swamped that's certainly how i felt then and still do just about every practice manager i know is overloaded it's a constant thing and practice managers are working long hours i hear stories of practice managers working 70 hour weeks i've tried plenty of techniques to help with this and i know our other practice managers have done the same things trying things to help with time management or prioritization I've lost count of the number of things I've tried and then realised after just a couple of weeks that they don't work. But not being accessible is not the answer. Closing your door is not the answer. All that will do is just build resentment amongst your team. The only answer to this is to build capability in others, to build capability in your team. So they don't need to come to you. You want them to be able to do things for themselves and not you do it for them. And actually, whilst that sounds really easy, I think most practice managers would say that saying no when you're asked for help is actually really, really difficult. But it's not just about delegating to others. You've got to make sure that they're capable of delegating too. You've got to make sure that they've got the skills, the knowledge, and everything they need that you can delegate to them and they will be able to do what you're asking. And there is a tool that can help you with this and it's DEEP. D-E-E-P. Now the first part of this, the D, is D for develop. What you need to do is to find out what are the obstacles they're facing. What are the things that mean they have to come to you to ask for help. Most likely it's what skills they need. So once you've identified these skills You need to make sure that you train them. You need to give them these skills so they can become independent, so they don't have to come to you for answers. It might be that you want to train everybody. Or it might be that you just want to train specific or selected people that you can go to, that you can delegate to, that are there to support you. Things like maybe fixing IT issues, you might want to train everybody on. But there might be other things more complex like clinical searches and audits that you want to just train specific people. So the first part is D for develop. And you want to find out what are the skills needed. These are the obstacles. And you want to make sure you train all or specific people so they can become independent. The second part is E for empower. Once you've given them the skills so they can become independent, you need to make sure that you make them independent. You need to facilitate that so they do take responsibility and ownership. You want to encourage them to have initiative to solve their own problems and come up with their own answers. And you want to give them freedom to be able to do this. But just make sure they're clear on what are the goals and that's the important part. So the second part is E for Empower. You've developed them by giving them the skills And now you need to make sure that they're empowered to use these. The third part, the second E, is E for Encourage. It's great that you've developed them and you've empowered them to solve their own problems. But the chances are that will take some embedding and becoming routine. They probably will still come to you for help, support and reassurance. So what you need to do is to make sure that you are there supporting them, reminding them that you've given them the skills, you've developed them, and they can do it. Reminding them that you're happy for them to actually use their initiative and solve their own problems. But make sure that you don't leave them to fail. If there are occasions when they need that little bit of extra help, that little bit of pointing in the right direction, or maybe some additional training, Make sure that you provide that. You don't want to leave them to fail. And you also want to make sure that where you find they have solved the problems and it has helped you, make sure that you praise them and celebrate that success with them. You want them to have a positive message that their development and their newly found empowerment has been a really, really good thing. But you may find you've done all of this. And there may be still members of the team that are coming to you for help and support. And that's where the last part of the model P for pushback comes in. If you have developed them and you have truly empowered them and you have been encouraging them and they still come to you, you need to push back. You need to say no to being an easy option. There may be some people who just want somebody else to do things for them. So you need to push back. You need to remind them that they have everything necessary to deal with the issue, that you've developed them and you actually have given them authority and trust to be able to solve these problems. Tell them it's your expectation that they do solve these problems and they don't come to you. You want to make sure that no is a habit for you and for them so they do realise that they actually now have to solve some of these problems on their own you want to make sure that no becomes a habit for you and for them. So if you're swamped with workload, and most practice managers are, the answer isn't to shut your door and lock yourself away. That's just going to build resentment in the team. And I probably wouldn't waste my time trying all the different techniques for time management and prioritisation. My feeling is they never work. If you really want to get out of your swamp, You need to build capability in your team. And a good way of doing that is to go deep, develop, empower, encourage and push back. Thank you for listening to this Leadership in Practice podcast. You can find even more ideas and tools to help you improve your leadership in my book, Leadership in Practice, and my blogs posted on LinkedIn. If you'd like help with a leadership challenge, contact me at gary at leadershipinpractice.co.uk. Connect with me on LinkedIn or head on over to www.leadershipinpractice.co.uk. It'll be great to connect with you. If you want to be a regular listener to the show, the easiest way is to subscribe on iTunes.